I think, who knows? I they might they might bring him out as a surprise. Like I don't think it'd be like a schedule. Like oh yeah, if you want to see him in TVA outfit, come back at three thirty. You might just be like surprise. He's gonna be different today. Maybe. I feel you. I feel you. Well, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're actually talking about Avengers Campus at Disneyland in California. They have so many characters walking around. Um, and in, in case you didn't know, we are big Marvel fans. And um, I, I haven't gone to see it yet. And I'm super sad because I love Marvel and they have a Spider-Man ride. And Spider-Man literally swings at like a thousand feet in the air. Well, that's what it looks like. I don't think it's that really, it's not really that high. I don't think it's a thousand, but I get it. I get, I get I get your feeling. That's the feeling you're supposed to feel, that he's going between tall buildings. Exactly. Well, anyways, welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am the host of this show. On this particular episode, I'm so excited because I have my good buddy Oscar here, and we're going to talk about the Loki Disney Plus TV series. Uh, But before we get into it, how you doing, Oscar, man? What's going on? All good. I'm, like, on the Marvel hype train, just enjoying it. We had the What If uh, trailer. We had Black Widow. We had Loki. It's just like, it's it's all you really want. Although, minus the Where's the Spider-Man trailer. That- I, listen, that's that's a whole <laughs> thing. That's it's, it's a whole thing. Like, I literally, every single morning, I wake up and I'm like, there may be a Spider-Man trailer today. And it's, it's, it's coming. But for those who don't remember, um, Oscar was actually on the WandaVision discussion um, earlier on when I first started. And he also joined me for both part one and part two of the Zack Snyder's Justice League discussion. So I felt it was only fitting, you know, to keep the tradition going and have him talk, uh, come back on here and talk to me. Well, talk with me about Loki. So thank you for so much for joining me, Oscar. I really appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Always of happy. Of course. You know, it's crazy because like there, like you said, like the this Marvel hype train that we are on right now, we went almost two years without anything Marvel because of, you know, this pandemic um, that's been going on for the past year or so. And it's crazy. I feel like there's Marvel like every other week. Like with WandaVision, you had like the nine episodes. And then right after that, you had um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then we had like a month break. But then you got, you know, uh, Loki started. Yeah. Yeah. Then you had trailers in between. You had the Shang-Chi trailer. You had the Eternals trailer. You had the, the, you know, let's go back to the movies trailer where they like announced everything again. So I feel like it's, we're just constantly getting fed with like Marvel content and I'm here for it. I I'm so excited for a lot of things that are coming down the line and based off this show, which we're going to get into in a little bit, there's a lot coming. So I think that's probably what is more exciting about the this season for the show is that we know it's opening up so many things. It, it It is. And it's funny because, you know, Kevin Feige, who, for those who don't know Kevin Feige, he is the, the, the man on top with Marvel over at Disney. He is all the movies and everything that has ever come out from like Disney Marvel. He is the sole producer. So you can have like executive producers, you can have co-producers, but he is the sole producer. He is the man in charge who pretty much thinks out all these things you know five ten years down the line and he's the mask behind on it but i remember him saying 
that uh, these Disney Plus shows, you don't have to watch the Disney Plus shows to know what's going on in the movies. And I feel like he lied because there's no way you could know what's going on in the next couple of stuff that's coming out. You know, without if you didn't watch Loki, you would be so lost. You'll be like, how did this happen? What's going on here? Even with all the speculations with Spider-Man, we know it's going to deal with some type of multiverse stuff. And with, you know, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, how do we get to this multiverse of madness if you didn't watch Watch like WandaVision or Loki. So I think that's really interesting. What do you think about that? Because it's like, you know, we're going to get into it and talk about it. But if you didn't watch Loki and you were seeing all this stuff happening, like, do you think people will still be able to comprehend or do you think people need to watch these shows? I think, I think we need to see what the play out is in Spider-Man because as of right now, yes, though, if you just watch Loki, it makes sense as to what's happening next. Like even next month with what if you're just like, it makes perfect sense i get it okay i understand but if we're going with his statement which i think it's i think it's true because unfortunately we asked there is a big chunk of people that are watching the shows but i don't think it's the general audience that are going to the movies i don't think it's that same big number um i think it's still i think it's the opening weekend crowd that goes sees you know what big marvel movies out i think that's the crowd that's still watching the disney plus shows Interesting. but it depends on how this Far From Home plot plays out. Because if Far From Home does some kind of its own thing where it's like, oh, I'm Spider-Man's doing something and he accidentally presses the wrong button and that opens up the multiverse, then yes, you're just like, oh, I guess that that's the the start of the multiverse. But in reality, it's like Loki started it. So it just it just depends on how it plays out. If it starts off in Spider-Man where it's already craziness happening, then yes, they would be like, Loki is something you have to watch to know that but I, I i just i think it makes sense because we've seen loki but for general audience i think the true test will be depending on how far from home or no way home we keep saying far from home no way home i'm gonna debunk your statement when we start talking about things i don't want to just jump right into like the main thing that just happened but i i actually disagree with what you just said um but let's let's get let's get into it really quick so this is a spoiler discussion about loki if you have not seen Loki on Disney Plus, please pause this, save this, add it to your library, your archives, or however you need to do it. Go watch it. It's only six episodes on Disney Plus. If you don't have Disney Plus at this point, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. There's a lot of good stuff over there. Um, but go watch Loki and then come back and watch this because oh my god, um, there's there's a lot. So Loki is the third Marvel Disney Plus show after WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um I think that is really cool because, you know, WandaVision came out and it was so different from what Marvel has done in the past. And I think it needed to be um, just to like refresh and, you know, um, get everyone back in the game. Because if, you know, if we would have got something else or like a movie or something, you're like, oh, okay, it's just something else, like whatever. Because we just came off an end game, you know? A lot yeah. of people even... I love Spider-Man, you know, and I loved, you know, Far From Home. But a lot of people felt Far From Home was kind of meh because it followed Endgame. So it was like you just had this big climax with Endgame and all of a sudden you have like Spider-Man Far From Home. So they needed something different. And then you had, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier come out. And, you know, even though I had like the, you know, the Captain America feel and everything like that, but the story was so deep and rich with a lot of things especially you know in the black community um learning about isaiah bradley and all the stuff like that that was really cool now you have loki and loki you know we've been to the cosmics you know with guardians and with thor and i feel like this was another part of 
the cosmics that we haven't seen in the MCU. So I thought it was great with that. Um, before we actually dive in a little bit, um, I just want to talk about Loki himself and talk about, you know, everything that led up to this moment. So we first meet Loki in Thor, the first Thor, right? The I mean, Yeah, the first Thor. And then yep. he was the main villain in Avengers. You know, he was a Thor Dark World, Ragnarok. And then, you know, he dies in Infinity War and then he, he come back in Endgame because they go back in time and stuff like that and then you see him grab the Tesseract and go away and that's how we figure out this is where this show begins so how do you feel about Loki because I you know this is this is about Loki you know Thor's brother how do you feel about the character Loki when you found out he was going to get his own TV show I think because we've seen him so many times I think we grown to like him I think if this was like we only saw Avengers and then let's just say he never was in Infinity War and all that stuff. And we only saw him in Avengers and he was that was the last time we saw him. And then Endgame, because they go back to this time period, then he breaks off. I wouldn't be as interested, but I think because we saw him in Dark World, in the Ragnarok and then Infinity War and die, I think we kind of felt like we didn't see enough of him. I feel like we wanted more. So getting his own spinoff show, I think was kind of very fitting because it's a character that we loved seeing in Avengers wanted more I felt like we didn't get enough of him felt like he kept falling into the same trap in his appearances in the movies and then he was killed and we we're just like oh well I guess that really is the end of Loki but then to be like nope there's more and it's kind of interesting because it's not we can't take into account his development that he had in the movies because it goes all the way back to when he was the villain in Avengers and that's where we're back to with the character so it was interesting. And I think that the first episode of him seeing like what we saw was a great way to kind of get him back to that status of what we knew him last before he died. Mm, yeah. So I thought it was, I thought it was great. I think he's, I think it's well-deserved. I think the character is beloved, you know, when he was making his appearances normally. And so now to have his own show that we can focus on, I think it was a great decision. And it's Tom Hiddleston. How do you not like, like him? Actually, I like what you just said about, um, I didn't even think about that. The character development um, from the first Avengers all the way through uh, Avengers Infinity War, uh, we saw him, you know, make mistakes, try to redeem himself, you know, be on his brother's side, stab his brother in the back and all the stuff like that. So we saw all of that. So you're right. The Loki that's in this show was technically the one right after the first Avengers. So he just had like this villainous, you know, sinister conniving attitude where he's, you know, always thinking about himself and, you know, he's a God and all the stuff like that. And then he saw everything that we saw and it sort of like brought him to the one we know now. So that's actually kind of cool. Um, I'm not a fan of Loki, to be honest with you. Uh, when they announced the show, I was kind of like, why do we need this show? Um, I don't really follow him in the in the comics like that. You know, his character is, he's not a bad character to me. I just wasn't one of those. Like, I know Loki has stands. Like, he has yeah. people who's like, oh my God, like, you know, I, I mean, don't care about Thor. Like, I only I want Loki. Stand, but yeah. <laughs> it, it is, but, but you know, it, it carries to like the, the character of Loki. So I was just kind of like, you know, there's other better villains out there. You know, I'm, I'm a huge Killmonger fan. You know, I, I even like Thanos. Um, you know, I like, what's the... Uh, Vulture from the first Spider-Man, uh, the first Spider-Man yeah. movie. 
you know, I you know, there's other villains I liked more than Loki. Right. Um, I know that's not a popular opinion, but um, I told myself when they announced this show and when you actually started to see footage, I was like, you know what? It's Marvel, so I'm still going to watch it. Um, right. And I was pleasantly surprised for the most part uh, of the development of this show. So I'm glad he was able to get it. Um, I didn't realize they were going to make his show so important to the overall story, which this goes back to me saying I was going to debunk what you said earlier, but we're not there yet. <laughs> How do you feel about him as an overall villain, though? Because he he's I wouldn't even classify him as like an actual like villain villain. He's definitely like an antihero. But we do see that progression of him, like you mentioned before, um, on your ranking of like the villains in the MCU. How do you feel about him as a villain? I mean, as a villain, I don't really care for him. I think it's when we think he's trying to figure out like, okay, do I really want to do this for myself? Do I really care about my brother Thor? I think those moments is what makes it interesting. I think it's what makes it compelling to kind of be like, all right, I want to see how this plays out. And yeah, you know, he got into a lot of common tropes, you know, like, oh, he's in a backstab. Of course, he's gonna, you know, try to find a way to get out. Like, you know, you expected that, but I think that was fine. But I think, and then this is all probably Tom Hiddleston that gets credit that you still saw the performance to the point where you're just like, I know he's thinking about this. And it's it's relatable to some extent where we all think about like, yeah, I, I don't want to do, you know, this bad thing that people are telling me it's bad, you know, bad habits and stuff, but it's just who I am sometimes. So I just fall into that trap too. Right. So I think that was very relatable. But so I think that part of it is what is fascinating. I, I don't think the whole, I'm a villain, I want to rule, you know, Asgard, or I want to rule Earth. I don't think that is fascinating. I think that's just a little too too much plot for the heroes. So I don't. If yeah, if he was just continuing in that, like I must rule the world. That's the only thing I care about. I don't think he would have been an intriguing character to follow. But luckily, it kind of became more of I want to do what's right, but who I am is completely opposite of of that I, ideology. Yeah, I feel that. I think that the best villains are the ones who have like those complicated like complexities about them i don't know if that was the actual thing com complicated complexity but um you know because he's not like um like even like with thanos like thanos was this all-powerful you know villain but in his eyes he thought he was doing right for the universe and i think that's what makes him like as a great villain um I can see that with Loki as well because he I think with Avengers he was like I just want to rule the world um, and that's what we saw of him and then as we got to see him over time we got to see like well he felt like he was heir to the throne and he always felt yeah, like he sure. was like the the ugly stepchild and all the stuff like that but he, he actually does love his brother but he loves himself a little bit more sometimes he wants to do right so I think that does make him you know like a good villain overall but yeah like i said i don't know i i don't i think beyond the first time we really see him or like the first time that everyone fights him i don't even i wouldn't even classify him as a villain i think he's like an anti-hero like he's really like like catwoman like i wouldn't put yeah. catwoman as like a villain but she definitely is there for herself you right. know what I mean? Like, she's one of those, like, hey, you know, if it helps me, then I'll help you. But if not, I'm here for myself type yeah. thing. So I think that's how Loki is. Now, the Loki at the end of the series, I feel like is very different than the Loki 
that was at the beginning of the series and maybe this yeah. could be a jump point for us getting into it um before we actually like dive all the way in let's just talk about like our overall thoughts of the show so the show is six uh six episodes between i would say 40 and 50 minutes average for each show yeah. Given credits, um, that's the one thing I hate about these Disney Plus Marvel shows. The credits are like all seven minutes long, and I'm like, <laughs> so like when I when I log in to see it, I'm like, oh, 55 minutes. Oh wait, hold on, it's actually like 40 minutes. Because, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> these long seven. behind credits. Um, but you know, just the overall, what are your overall impressions of our takeaways from the series as a whole? I know we just. The, the day we're airing this or we're talking about this is when the finale hits. So the finale is all that's in my brain right now, but I'm trying to think about the entire thing. Uh, what do you feel about the entire show as a whole? It's, it's, I guess I have to say this with my disclaimer that, you know, I love the comic books. So a lot of it to me was exciting to kind of see the developments of where it was going to go and the kind of the conversations that were coming from it. Um, I think I think it was fantastic. I honestly thought it was a nice story about Loki, but at the same time, planting the seed for something bigger that as a Marvel fan, it gets more exciting to think about. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, this was a great like entree at a restaurant, right? Your main entree, it's like this was amazing. You know, everything just tastes perfectly. And then you just get more excited because the dessert's coming next. So it's kind of that kind of feeling where it was like it was well, like well written, well like directed, and in, in the cinematography, the score, all the elements were there. I don't. I think the only thing is, if you were expecting an action show, then you might be disappointed. But I wasn't. I was kind of like, I'm, I'm down for this. Instead of action, I actually thought it was going to be more messing with time. I, I don't know why, but I thought originally the plot was going to be he was going to be sent to various times and he was going to fix what was wrong, whatever the right. that was wrong. So I thought yeah. of it, that was what it was going to be. Um, so that kind of was like by episode three, I was like, okay, I don't think that's what we're getting. I think, I think we're getting something completely different, but I, yeah, I just thought everything was fantastic. A lot of the, the writing, the way subtle things were mentioned or you know, brought back. Um, it, it just kind of really felt like all the characters developed. Like there was no character that you're just like, I, I don't, I don't think they change. You kind of, you saw like reasons why they made the decisions and that kind of like made them more interesting. So I think it was, I think it was one of the better things Marvel has done overall. Maybe it might be a little cheap because they had, you know, six episodes to do instead of like a two hour format. Right. So yeah, I think it was, I think it was fantastic. I, I it kind of, it's tough because I go back and forth between the, the three shows and all of them have delivered something different in a way that you can't really just rank them straight up i feel like you have to be like well what are we talking about if we're talking about straight up which had the best character or you know what had the best mcu development like i feel like if you're having a conversation as to your marvel rankings for the shows i feel like you have to kind of put like okay what are we talking about for the ranking because if you're just saying straight up one two three i feel like it's it's not fair because they're all probably like the same. You just have to pick one over another. Yeah, I think I think that um, if you're going to rank the shows, I do rank them. Um, but I, I would say if you're going to rank them, you have to do it based off of your enjoyment of the show. Because yeah. I feel like all three shows 
are so different from each other that it's kind of hard to just be like, oh, well, this story was like this and this story was like this. Um, and I, so I think that's where if you had to rank it, um, how did you enjoy like the overall show? That's how I would do it. I think for me, I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't my favorite out of the three. There are episodes that I actually like a lot. Um, like I enjoyed the first one. I enjoyed the second one. I enjoyed the fourth episode. And then I loved the finale um, for one particular reason, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but episodes three, I think episode three is the one where they, uh, Loki and Sylvie go to the planet. That's ending. Yeah. I didn't like that. I don't like that episode at all. Um, And then the fifth episode, when um, they get, um, what's the terminology that they use when they get like zapped away? Prune. Prune. Yeah, when they get prone and they get sent like whatever, and he meets all the different variants of Loki. Um, For whatever reason, I did not like that episode. It like I didn't hate it. It was just sort of like a. It just didn't like really. And I think the reason why is because. there was only really only one end credit scene and that happened after episode four and that's where you find out that he gets you know he's not dead he just goes to like towards the end of time and you like oh snap there's other loki so i guess i was just expecting something a little bit different but i think overall i did enjoy the show um i enjoyed the show because of the setup of stuff that's coming and so this sort of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with do you need to watch these shows i feel like you do um i feel like you know just going back to wandavision a little bit you know wanda is going to be looking for her kids that's very evident that that's what they set up at the end of um the end credit scene and she's supposed to be in the spider-man movie and she's also supposed to be a big character in doctor strange so if you didn't watch wandavision and the last thing that you saw was Wanda, you know, come being dusted back and then whooping Thanos behind. And then all of a sudden she's wandering around looking for children. You're like, what is going on? It wouldn't make any sense, especially when that's going to be a big plot. Um, and then let's just go ahead and rip it off uh, from this finale. Kang the Conqueror, Jonathan freaking uh, Majors, one of my yeah. favorite actors. Um I was so surprised that they actually went there and they actually did a legit cameo because we all got Ralph Bonard with uh, with WandaVision and um, and uh, he he was there. He was the one at the very end and I'm still learning about King the Conqueror. Do you know that much about King the Conqueror from the comics? Not, not heavily, but the general like 31st century villain who just kind of figure out the whole time travel aspect, kind of wanted to put himself in position to always be on top, um, his love interest. So a very like quick rundown of him, but not in the sense of like what he's done specifically kind of stuff. It's just more of like over arc or like, oh, I know that he, you know, future villain, time travel, has and, a love interest. But. And apparently he's a he's a descendant of Reed Richards. Yeah, which who knows if that's going to be something heavily yeah well we're, we're gonna come back to that in a second but i i think um going based off like i said uh i feel like you do need to watch these shows because um let's just talk about the finale because i'm so excited to talk about the finale so <laughs> um you know 
they pretty much overall, you know, um, Loki and Sylvie, they were able to go to the end of time. They were able to go to whoever was behind everything. Um, and it ended up being, um, what's his name in the show? It's not, he, they don't call him King. Um, I don't think they gave him a name. They, no, they, he just went he, with the... He, he does have, uh, it's like, uh, I'm going to find it in a second. But they they go to, they go to him, they, they go to his house and... He, they, you know, he has this whole conversation. He explains the multiverse, um, like he explains what it is. He explains his involvement in it. He explains, you know, what would happen if you kill me. What would happen if you don't? You can do this. You can do that. You know, certain things. Like one thing led to another, and you know, he dies. And I love the fact that it was like a, it was like a line for the show, but it was also a nod to the audience. And when he said, "I'll see you soon," I, I got chills uh, when I saw it because I was like, "Oh my God, he's coming!" But he is going to be the villain in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumanium. So I. I feel like if you didn't see this movie and all of a sudden he just shows up in this and this you know direct effects with this show i'm i'm gonna be like you're gonna be lost so i definitely feel like maybe in the beginning it wasn't um it wasn't uh his name is he who remains yeah That's, yeah he just had nicknames he didn't have like yeah. a king they never said king right um Which in a way it wasn't king because we're about to meet King. Yeah, we're about to meet the real King. It's just a variant of, you know, of himself. But um, yeah, I think that you you do need to watch these shows. Um, but yeah, no, going back to He Who Remains, a variant of King, I thought that was super amazing. Um, I was waiting for a big thing. I think with WandaVision, we were all waiting for Doctor Strange to show up. And, you know, afterwards yeah. they talked about how, oh, they did write him in the show, but if he would have showed up, it would have took the attention away from, you know, Wanda. And I disagree. I feel like Marvel is so expansive right now and they've created this world, which is amazing. Marvel is probably the only studio out there with the exception, I would say of Pixar. That's another conversation because, you know, Pixar, the movies are all supposed to connect. But, you know, we're, we're not talking about right. that. <laughs> but Marvel, you know, they have this deliberate, you know, world where, you know, from the Avengers, you know, you have people all over the place. And I think it's getting really hard to explain a movie that comes out about a new character that you don't run into someone else. So they have to, like, for, for, for Shang-Chi, you know, I can see that one being just a, a, a contained incident. You know what I mean? Like with Ant-Man, yeah. when it first happened, it was a contained incident in uh, San Francisco. But it's kind of, it's getting to the point now where it's like, if it's a like a global or a cosmic, like, you know, a huge scale event, why doesn't these people show up? So like my biggest thing, I love WandaVision. Like I love it, I love it. But a gripe I would have just for the writers is like, in reality, Doctor Strange would have shown up. You know, I understand, like, yeah. I understand, like, y'all didn't want um, to take away from Wanda, but in reality, Doctor Strange would have been like, girl, what are you doing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, New Jersey is right next to New York. So he would have shown up. So with, you know, these movies, I feel like with all these things happening, you know, Kang the Conqueror is going to show up. You know, it's, it's, it's like there's so much things happening right now to the point where it's like, I'm just curious and I'm excited to see like how it's going to connect. Like, I feel like we left the show with all these different timelines and all the stuff like that. 
I think that's how Spider-Man is gonna like happen. I feel like Shang-Chi is gonna be uh, an isolated incident. It could even happen before the snap. Um, to be honest with you, it doesn't even have to. It doesn't have to happen, or it can happen during. You know, we don't. We don't know that. Right. Um, All right. Very and true. then um, I feel like Eternals. This could be the reason why the Eternals come out of like you know all right we'll show up now because clearly there's a whole bunch of different branches going on you know what i mean yeah um but i feel like the next movement is gonna be a direct connect is gonna be spider-man and um this event happened outside of t- outside of time and space so it doesn't have to be oh it didn't have to happen right before the events of the next movie it just happened outside of time and space which altered everything as well so what do you think about that so like do you like that's what i'm saying like i feel like these events in loki is going to affect what's happening next i mean you know you you are right in that it is affecting what we see afterwards for sure i think what kevin feige is saying with that you don't have to watch the disney plus shows if it's true obviously that's a whole nother kind of topic but what i think what he's saying in that sense isn't necessarily what happens in these shows is irrelevant that like you know if you watched it you're just wasting your time for definitely not that what he's saying i think to me is more if you don't really need to know the specifics details as to how everything happened and you just want the general blockbuster storyline then the movies will cover that and that's why i'm saying like yes for wanda's situation we know about the kids we know exactly how that happened we know what happened to vision we know all the little details in the movie way they can easily just write that off with wanda explaining to spider-man or explaining to dr strange of you know i was so depressed i conjure up kids like it could be like a, a just yeah. a, a quick explanation and to the that. general audience that's just like oh okay she was depressed she conjured up kids she lost them like that that's all they would need to know right so that's what i'm saying like it can easily it depends on how it, it how it happens and I, that's why i don't think shang chi or the internals really are gonna be the defining ones that explain it i think it's, it's gonna Spider-Man. be spider-man far from home if they no way home don't explain it and they leave you with like, wait, how did Wanda, what did, wait, where's that coming from? Exactly. Then yes, you would have to watch the Disney Plus shows. But if they recap what we see in the shows in the movies very quickly, like for Sam Wilson, if he, show, I don't know when he's going to show up next. I don't know if he would be. Well, he's getting a movie, so. Right. So, but I don't know if he's going to make a cameo in like something else. You would take it as oh, well, in Avengers Endgame, he got the shield, so now he's capped. Like, that's just straight up, like, there's no, like, oh, he struggled internally, and he didn't know if he wanted to be, you know. Yeah, I can see that. That's what I think is what Kevin Feige means in the sense of, like, the general audience will get the quick notes in the movies, but if you really want to know the stories, then you watch the Disney Plus shows, which, if you're a fan of them, yeah. I can can see that. Okay, okay, okay. I won't completely debunk you. (laughs) That's I what I'm thinking. I, but I mean, me personally, watch the shows. Don't yeah, watch the shows because they're they are amazing. If you watch the movies, watch the shows. If I, I mean, I, I always say it varies for everyone. You know, I some feel, people go I to the movies like, for different reasons. I feel like uh, Marvel fans are probably the only fans who would watch both. Though I feel like the general audience that you're talking about applies to other franchises. I, I think that for the most part, like for for example. Let's say I want to say Black Panther because I feel like that one was just you know word of, you know everyone was like it's so good you know the entire Black community showed yeah. up and, and watched it. But let, okay, let's let's say Thor Ragnarok, right? It's the third Thor movie. 
there's a lot of people who's gonna go because okay well we saw thor you know in these other movies and blah 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 and the trailer looks fine we're gonna go see it right but i feel like they're gonna say the same thing about like all of the movies like marvel like there i talk a lot on about like box office numbers on my podcast because you know they they mean very different things it's not just oh the big executive is getting money it, it means jobs it means opportunity it means like it like how well yeah. a movie is doing so mm-hmm. i talk about that so on average you know a movie a marvel movie like just a random marvel movie would make between you know 500 million and like 700 million dollars you know at the end of its run worldwide right it's it's the huge ones or if it's around you know another one like captain marvel i feel like if it wasn't in between uh infinity war and endgame you know what i mean like i feel like it would have made around that but because it came out right before in you know right before endgame and you know people was like well i can't go see endgame let me go see captain marvel again type of thing you know what i mean like i feel like that's yeah. the reason why that movie made over a billion oh, probably but you have movies like you know black panther infinity war endgame that surpasses that because everyone is like i need to see what's going to happen next like when infinity war happened we saw infinity war together and you know um we we had a whole group and even though we're comic book nerds so we knew that something else was going to happen but i've talked to plenty of people who they thought that was the end so when they heard about an end game they're like there's another one coming out and i'm like yeah like you thought they were just going to end like that like what do you mean so that just peaked the, oh i have to see what's going to happen next and because they're building that excitement and then you know don't spoil the end game everyone is like i need to go see this like as soon as it comes out type thing yeah so I think that Marvel, uh, their fans just overall, they're going to watch both. Now, they may not watch everything. I wasn't really excited about What If until after seeing Loki because I was just like, you know, I'm going to watch it. You know, it's cool. But now I'm like, okay, let me actually check it out because I'm like, you know, whatever. Um, But shows like Hawkeye or Ms. Marvel, um, those like, I don't know nothing about Ms. Marvel, but I'm curious to see it because it's a Marvel show. And I know she's going to be in the Marvels with Captain Marvel next year. So, like, for me, I'm like, I'm going to watch it. But, yeah, so I, I think that they're they're going to watch it. Oh, moral stories, everyone. Watch the, the Marvel TV shows. Right. For sure. Absolutely. This was, a, yeah, this is more of, like, long-term. How does, how does this work? And I think we started with WandaVision that we, we kind of, in a way, didn't know exactly how big the story was going to be. Right. Um, and I think, right, as of right now, the net is very wide with what Marvel can do. And I think that's exciting into some ways. And I think that it also is, can be scary because like the what ifs as of right now, we haven't seen it, we don't know. It's kind of like an extra extra. It's like, it's fun ideas of like, let's do a twist on what the audience knows in that sense. But yeah, I don't know if you don't watch it, let's just say you don't like animation. What kind right. of what kind of crazy person are you? But let's just say you don't watch <laughs> animation, then you are you missing anything? Like, did you really need to see you know Peggy Carter as you know the the Captain America of that version kind of thing? So that's where it gets kind of tricky. Where it's like if you start adding too much stuff, at what point is it going to become like I'll just pick and choose? Right. And I, if you pick and choose, then you get lost. 
I've, I feel you on the so I, I would say what if is not a good example only because I truly believe that what if um, is really not going to tie into anything. I think it is that extra extra. It's just like, you know, yeah. we're, we're trying something different. I think a good example would be like a show Moon Knight. I don't see mm. Moon Knight being so point. important that you have to watch it. Now, obviously, I want to watch it because I know nothing about the character. These TV right. shows are amazing. Um, I would say Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have been an example, but because we already know those characters, we're already connected to it. So yeah. it's these new characters that they're going to introduce in these Disney Plus Marvel shows that is going to be the question like, okay, um, do I need to watch that or I'll just catch it later? Because you have other shows like Secret Invasions that's supposed to lead into something. And I feel like they're going to market it as such. They're going to be like, you need to watch this because X, Y, and Z. That may lead into this. Or even Armor Wars. Like, you know, Rhodey is supposed to be in that one. And like the premise of Armor Wars is coming out is, you know, what if the the Iron, like the Stark tech, you know, fell into the wrong hands? So we're already connected to that character and that yeah. subline. So I feel like people is going to be more gravitated to watch stuff like that. But something like Moon Knight or even She-Hulk. Like, I don't think She-Hulk is going to be, um, like, you have to watch She-Hulk because what's going to happen later, whoa, you, you may have little small cameo, like you like little like nods to it, like, oh, yeah, that, you know, She-Hulk, she did defend this person, you know, um, in, the, in the court scene. Or you may see something happen in one TV show. Like, um, so for those who don't know, like, the what's the character of She-Hulk? Like, what's her actual, like, persona name? Do you know? I'm going blank on the name. She's one of those characters that it was kind of like, she was around, but not in the stories I read. Right. So um, She-Hulk, she uh, for those who don't know, uh, from my understanding, she is a lawyer. And she is actually uh, Bruce Banner's like cousin, I believe, uh, who gets a version of the gamma radiation that allows her to change to, to a female version of a Hulk. Um, but she, I think she walks around as that. Like, she's like a yeah. like, But she's not as big as the Hulk. Like, she's green and she's right. big, but she's not like a huge Hulk thing. But she's a lawyer. So I think it'd be kind of cool. Like, for example, if Zemo needed to be uh, represented from Falcon and Winter Soldier. So there's a cameo of Zemo shows up in She-Hulk. And it's like a nod like, oh, like, oh, you saw Falcon and Winter Soldier. So now it plays out over here. So I feel like that'd be kind of cool. But it's not as important as like, to my opinion, like like Ironheart. Well, I feel like, I feel like Riri Williams is going to be in the Young Avengers eventually. So if right. you don't watch Ironheart and she shows up in like this movie about the Young Avengers, you're going to say, who is this chick? Where did she come from? Why is she taking Iron Man? Like Iron Man's place. But if you watch her show, you'll understand that transition. So that's why I think, you know, that's going to be the test. Like Moon Knight is going to be the first. I think that's probably the first one that may come out where it's like, okay, uh, should I watch this? Do I need to stay up and watch it every single night, or can yeah. I binge it afterwards? I would say Miss Marvel might be a, a sooner one for for that kind of thing. I mean, I know like it's centered around something that we know already, but as far as I know, Real Arson's not going to be in it unless it's like a cameo. She may make a cameo. She has right. to, and especially right. with Miss Marvel showing up in Brie Larson's movie, movie. coming out. Next, yeah, she has to make a cameo. Yeah. So I mean, I think, but I think that's a character that we have not seen, so we can't go in with like, oh, I already love this character. It's one of my favorites. Like right. Wanda, Loki, you know, Sam Wilson. 
and Bucky. Like those we we knew. Um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that that goes. And then, you know, probably just a way to kind of put a cap to that to this topic. But the whole discussion about like how are movies going to be really in the long term with the whole like things are going digital and Disney Plus is putting or Disney's putting more content on their streaming than like theatrical releases. And like Black Widow was a day and date. If everything shifts to just Disney Plus only, that might benefit Marvel because people are just going to consume the next Marvel project versus oh, I'll go see what's only in theaters. Like there won't be a divide anymore. So it'd be it's it's fascinating to kind of see how this is going to play out. Yeah, I think um, that that would be interesting. I would I would hate it if they was to do everything Disney Disney Plus because I miss I like going to theaters. Right. Yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah that which is why like the box office is very fascinating to kind of follow for sure. Right. So with Loki, they sort of like um, we like I mentioned before, they went to like a new territory within like the cosmos like or the cosmic universe and stuff like that like with the tva before loki we'd never heard of the tva we never seen the tva um how do you feel about the tva because at first i was just kind of like wait so all this other stuff happened and y'all choose the one time that loki took the tesseract and disappeared which is actually on par with his character at that time and said yeah. oh you messed up the sacred timeline let's go ahead and reset it so i'm just like like what do you think about the tva obviously we know like how it was in the end but just that concept of the tva what did you think about it i thought it's a fascinating concept and which is why i kind of thought the show was going to be loki having to like go and fix things i thought like that would be his punishment but i yeah unfortunately i think one of the things that i don't think it delivered was the tva really seeming like they got a, a hold of things it seems like it was from the start run in not in, not in this exact way but like almost like a shady government like that's what you felt from the beginning with the tva like you didn't feel like there was some like authentic like no they really you know are protecting the timeline or whatever you kind of felt like so wait you can only pick and choose and why you know why why do you make them become variants like it always just had kind of a sense of like this feels wrong because they're not showing it like in a in a better way in that kind of sense and it was, yeah. like, oh, it was intentional right like who like who decides like like when loki took the tesseract from new york and then he went to that like planet or whatever or that place and they came and said you disrupted the sacred timeline who decided that he disrupted the sacred timeline yeah because i'm like so one of the questions i was going to ask you is like what would be another case in any movie that would make sense that the TVA could have shown up. Like for me, I was thinking like in Black Panther, when Killmonger killed um, uh, uh, Claw, I felt just because Claw has such a history with Black Panther and stuff like that, I feel like that could have been a time where that would be like a nice gag to have the TVA show up and yeah. fix that. And maybe, I just thought about this. They could actually use, well, in season two, the TVA is still around. They can use the TVA to go and fix some of the things that they did in previous movies. So that way, going forward, you know, oh, that happened that way, but we fixed it because of the TVA. Right. And so now, like, that didn't happen no more. So we just go on this. this that character is just a variant now in, like, wherever that place may be. So yeah. like what would be like what would be an example? Can you think of one where the TVA could actually go and fix it? I mean, that was actually a good a good example. I did that, yeah. When you think about that. 
I mean, I feel like every time the the villain killed someone, so when Coulson died, <laughs> Loki was the one responsible for that one. What if the TVA did? Because how did Coulson all of a sudden just end up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show? What if the TVA brought him back? Is not canon? I don't know. Like, that's <laughs> it's so... It gets very, very, very odd when you kind of are like... But that's the thing, because it's like, so what's supposed to happen and what's... Like, I, I feel like that's where the, they fell short in the TVA. It's got to get a good sense for you to be like, no, according to the TVA rules, it only about like, you know, in that kind of in that kind of way, we didn't really get that understanding. It just felt more of like they're a government. If they don't like something, then they take action. A bad government, not just a regular, but right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, what's what's I feel like it would be anytime we lost a good character. Who else did we lose as a good character? Or like when when the ancient one died. Or they, yeah. Um, you know, Black Widow when she died. <laughs> Yo, that's a really big like if we're gonna bring her back, it's like, well, you know, that happened in that timeline, but you know, Hawkeye, you weren't supposed to do that, so we're gonna reset the timeline and now, you know, that that'd be kind of cool. I'm trying to think of, of another one too. Because it's it's kind of like I felt like it was a cop out for them to just be like, Yeah, the Avengers were supposed to go back in time. Like, yeah, they were supposed to go. And and bring everyone back, but they were gonna be five years later. Like I just felt like that was like it was just like it was too convenient. Like the, yeah, the TVA should have should have stepped in at that point too. I would think, which I probably would have made. I know it wouldn't have fit in the movie window of you know the story, but I felt like if Avengers Endgame was a ten episode storyline, I feel I feel like the TVA should have been a good additional villain that they have to kind of go through. No, no, I feel you. I feel you. So at the end of Loki, um, Pong meaning, you know, he who remains, aka Kang the Conqueror, one of his variants, because he says he has um, like hundreds or like thousands, I forgot what he said, um, versions of himself um, throughout the different universes and stuff like that. And we now have these different timelines. We touched on it a little bit, but I definitely feel um, that we don't like I said we don't know. This is just my speculation, but I definitely feel that now um, Loki, as well as Ant Man and the Wasp, is a, is a part of that now overall series that supposedly started with WandaVision into Spider Man three and Doctor Strange two. Yeah. Um, with the multiverse storyline, and I think that this is an organic way that makes sense to introduce certain characters that they couldn't introduce before because of copyright stuff like Deadpool or the the biggest one is mutants. Um, yeah. You know, they, they needed to figure out a way. Kevin Feige is very simple, even though his stories are very complex, but he's very simple as how he does things. Um, and I feel like with X-Men, those characters, there's so many of them, obviously. My thought process has always been um, another way they could have did it was everyone who was snapped away by Thanos and they came back, came back with their DNA altered and they had the mutant, had a version of a mutant X gene inside of them. And obviously it would it, not all of them will be mutants, but some of them would, you know, because I think it was in one of the older X-Men movies is like males are the one who passed the mutant gene, but not every male is a mutant. You know what I mean? Right. So everyone who was snapped and came back had a mutant X gene inside of them. And that they wouldn't be able to explain that and it would make sense. So if they don't go that route, they can go the multiverse route. Um, 
and they can bring i'm curious to see how they're going to do that uh because i feel like they're going to use these movies to try to set up phase five and go going forward now that we have you know um vampires um, they they did say vampires in Loki, so they're they're yeah. name dropping this stuff in it because like you know oh there's different timelines. So I've dealt with vampires before. Well, we're, you know before now we haven't seen an actual witch or vampires and stuff like that. So this is way for them to bring those people in. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts about you know using the 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 multiverse and like something like this with Loki if this is what they're doing with bringing in stuff like mutants or like Ghost Rider or Blade or, you know, these characters they weren't able to use before. Like, what do you think about that? As a comic book fan, the multiverse is always fun, but it comes with the baggage of, I don't have to either take this serious or I don't have to worry that they change something because they'll change it again soon. Or at least something I don't like, I don't have to worry about it being permanent. And that's that's it's gonna be tricky if if they're gonna leave this multiverse thing open long term, it's gonna be always tricky. Of like, is this our timeline? Is this an alternate timeline? Are they gonna just kind of you know anytime something isn't reacted well by fans, are they just gonna be like, oh, different multiverse? Like I think a good example of this, and it's kind of spoiler, so um, I won't say too much. But like Taskmaster currently is is not being well received to some degree on online social media so is that something for the, like marvel to just be like okay we could change it like an easy cop out and that's what happens in the comic books is that if you don't like the storyline just wait two three years and then they do a reboot and so it starts all over again and you know if a character had a different costume you didn't like most likely goes back to a costume you like things like that so i'm scared it's fun but I'm scared that it becomes the go-to for, oh, that's the explanation for why why it's different. You know, like the mutants, you just be like, why, where'd they come from? Oh, see, they were from a different timeline and now they're mixed with ours. It's like, okay, if I like it, I'm gonna go with it. But if I don't like it, then it's just like, well, now I'm not really following this multiverse kind of thing. It, it, that's what I'm saying. If they, if it, if it's just like it's a temporary thing and let's just say, I don't know what, what the last movie is uh, that Ant-Man that deals with it, or yeah, Ant Man or you know Doctor Strange. If they close it and it's done with, and there is no more multiverse cop outs, then that's cool. It was a little fun ride to kind of play with that idea. Have you know the What If show, have the Spider Man movie, awesome, great thing, great marketing, great kind of way to bring back you know actors. So I, I, it just it's going to depend if it leave, if they leave it open then it's going to become a very big issue. It could become a big, a big issue. But yeah, that's that's the that's the part that as a comic book fan, I've played this game before. Right. And it's just like it's fun when it's when you really like it. When they do something and you're just like I'm on board for that 100%, keep it going, keep it going. And then they do a reboot and you're just like no, I want to go back. So it, it's going to it's going to be interesting. So as of right now, I'm excited. And I think I'm excited because next month we have What If and we get to play with it more with this toy that they kind of just, you know, gave us. But for the audience, I'm concerned if it's like, if the audiences don't like something and they're very vocal about it, Marvel can easily just be like, 
Oh, they didn't want, they didn't like that idea. So, okay, well, nope, that didn't happen. Different timeline, different, that was a different universe. Right. Here's, here's what the fans wanted. So, we'll see. That's sort of what DC is leading into. Like, there's just like, oh, there's just different Earths. So, like, you know, yeah. Matt Fleck is on Earth, like, whatever. And Robert right. is over here. No, I, I do, I do think that, um, I think it's going to close. I feel like, you know, Kevin Feige, he likes, he likes to open a chapter and close it. So, like, with the Infinity Saga, um, in reality, it started, well, it was, like, kicked off with Avengers, but, you know, some of the, I think the time the Tesseract showed up, you know, in the first Captain America movie. Um, yeah. But that saga wrapped with, um, I mean, technically it wrapped with Endgame. I know they said it wrapped with Spider-Man Far From Home, but it wrapped <laughs> with Endgame, period. Right. Um, even though some of those characters are going forward, we're going into another saga. So I think the next saga is going to be multiverse. And I think that they're going to use the multiverse to bring in elements and characters and storylines that they weren't able to bring in before. Um, like, for example, there's a huge debate online right now about recasting T'Challa. And that's a whole nother conversation within itself. Um, but yeah. for the sake of just for this conversation, they can potentially... Um, if they were to, and and I, I hate just even thinking about it, but let's just say if they were to kill off Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther, but they wanted to recast him later on, you know, and actually bring T'Challa back, they could potentially go to Earth 375 and bring T'Challa from that one over here and, and recast him. And, it, and for the sake of the multiverse, it would be on a, in an organic way to do that because that's the story that they're telling but i do feel like the multiverse chapter will close i now they introduce king the conqueror with loki i feel like the last chapter is going to be ant-man in the wasp quantumadium i feel like that's gonna because that's the last one we're gonna see him if they don't keep him going forward but i feel like that's gonna be the closing chapter of the multiverse and by that point we would have found out how we're going to bring mutants. We're going to find out how we're going to bring Blade because those stuff hasn't been announced yet. They've only teased Fantastic Four, but I feel like that's going to come after Ant-Man. So it's like all these things that we know that are coming is going to come after this chapter is closed. And I mean, the Infinity, well, the Infinity Saga was 10 years, so they could potentially go another 10 years with the multiverse and then maybe close it at that point and then go to the Young Avengers or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So they could, they could do something like that, but right. I don't think it's just going to be forever, whereas, like, we now have multiverse, so it's going to be forever. I don't know. Who knows what the plan is for... I do like the multiverse saga. I think that's a fitting title for, like, the next set of, you know, movies and stuff. But I don't know if it's gonna end with Ant Man. I feel like that'd be too soon. I don't. I don't think you'd call it a saga. I feel like you'd call it like just a phase. A phase. Yeah. I mean, phase yeah. four was the multiverse phase. Um, we'll see. We'll see how how it continues to expand in that sense. But but I honestly I think it's a a great way. I, I don't know Kevin Feige's personal plan. Like you know when he plans to step back. But it's a great way for him to just be like. All right, multiverse is open. I'm I'm gonna just step down, you know, retiring or whatever, and then right. then they could, that just mess continues because at that point it's just like do what you want. And even for like DC, we'll see how that how they do their multiverse, how that what that means. It's it's exciting for sure as a comic book fan to see this played out and have 
conversations beyond, you know, a small group to see it with like general audiences and be able to talk about different versions. All this is exciting for sure. I just, we just have to see, but yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's going to go beyond Ant-Man. I don't know about King himself, but the multiverse concept, I think will go on. I feel like it has, there has to be a Avengers Endgame level that wraps up the multiverse concept versus the Ant-Man movie, which I don't know if they would put yeah, that that's much. A, that's a huge, just on Ant-Man, like no shade of Ant-Man. Right. Was, but that's <laughs> right. a huge, no, I, okay. I, I can actually, I can get on board with that. So I retract my statement with that. Uh, but I do, but I do still feel like the multiverse saga will end and whatever happens in the yeah. multiverse saga, it will be a lasting effect going forward. Just like, you know, Endgame is a lasting effect going forward. But I do feel like it's going to end at some point and then we're going to go into the next saga. So, um, any last thoughts about Loki? Um, uh, you know, like it's like Loki. So like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, I think for me, and I think the reason why we talked about a lot of the other elements with it is it sets up a lot and it, it introduces, it introduces a, like a lot of elements in that show. We are getting a season two, so that's exciting. This is the first yeah. one that's actually getting a season two from the Marvel um, Disney Plus shows. But um, I'm just excited to see what's happening. Um, like I said, I love the, uh, the King, the Conqueror reveal, even though it wasn't the one we know from the comics, it was a, a variant, but I feel like it still played well just because of one, um, it wasn't a cop-out. We actually got an actual cameo from this. Two, yeah. um, you know, it was an it felt it, it fit in with the story because of variants, and it was a nod to the audience. This character is coming, and this is gonna be a big thing. So, yep. um, like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, but the biggest takeaways for me is um, what this sets up for future installments of movies and TV shows. But what about you? No, yeah, I, I mean, we got a lot of great characters that we now enjoy. I mean, Miss Minutes, everyone loves. Everyone oh, loves. When she scared everyone in the finale. Yeah, like, Hello, exactly. Like, oh my God. Right. Um, Alligator Loki is now like the new Groot. Everyone loves Alligator Loki and wants merchandise of Alligator Loki. Maybe that like BBO as well. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it's done a great job of giving us fans things to be excited about. Mobius, we, we care about him. You know, that twist at the end. You know, we're kind of like, what, what does that mean? Like, no, they they built something great. We can't, they can't just take that away. You know, it left us with, we want season two. So I'm very excited that there's a season two. I think the show in many ways did what it wanted to um, and successfully. And I think WandaVision had that kind of same impact as well. I think the my gripes would be the finale lost it's Loki focus to set up, you know, the multiverse and all that stuff. Right. So hopefully season two can go back to that contain about Loki. We'll see. But yeah, all the shows have been doing an excellent job at really giving us something worthy of talking about, you know, beyond just the, the, the plot that we saw. Like, I think this right now, the conversation for Marvel is going to be what we just talked about today, essentially. I think that many people are going to have that conversation of, well, what, what are they going to do? How are they going to wrap it up? Or what does that mean for about this? Or, you know, mutants, how can they bring it up? I think that this just opened it up way more. Um, and it's always exciting. It's always exciting to have the conversations because we're not there for their, you know, 
like planning of what exactly happens. And it's just crazy. I, I saw like a, I guess it was like a TikTok where there were, they were like 2012. We were just very excited that the Avengers were together in one mm -hmm. movie right. that we were excited for. Exactly. 2021, we, got, we just got a movie, a finale for a season or a show, a trailer, but we're still asking, where's the other trailer? Like, I just <laughs> like, I think that just gives you the big picture of how we were in 2012 to how we are in 2021. Exactly. Uh, and it's, it's just exciting. It's exciting to kind of just be excited for so many things down the line. That's just like August, we have something. September, we have something. November, we have something. December, we have something. And then February, we have something. Like, it's just... I think, yeah, 2020, we got nothing. And then after from home, so July, I guess, 2019, like the last thing we had got, Marvel was not just like sitting there and being like, oh, you just go ahead and watch, you know, the movies again. Go ahead and rewatch them. They were, they were trying more. And I think we're definitely having the benefits now. I, I, I can see that as well. Well, there you guys have it. Um, that's Loki. I'm really excited to see what's coming next. I'm excited for season two. Um, like I said, I did definitely enjoy it, but um, um, we just have to see what's going to happen. Um, we have What If Next, we have uh, Shang-Chi, we have the Internals. Uh, we know we have Miss Marvel and Hawkeye, and we also have Spider-Man all happening this year. That's so much. And we we still have a whole half a year to go. We have so much content coming from Marvel, and I am so excited for that. So I'm definitely yeah, excited. Sure. Um, Want to give a special shout out to my boy Oscar for joining me on this topic again. You know, Oscar and I, whenever anything superheroes come up, we can sit there and just go back and forth for hours. So I'm really happy that you were able to come on this episode with me to talk about Loki, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Always, always glad to be your comic comic go-to to create these conversations. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you all so much for checking out the Movie Bugle podcast. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to my podcast as well as my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle for the latest episodes and news regarding the show. And I'll see you all back here every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Until next time, I'll see you guys soon. Bye.